When does three months equal seven years? Easy, when you're in the midst of a pandemic and digital technology needs to accelerate. How's it being done? We'll find out this week on Bankadelic. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate, actionable insights, unscripted. Banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. Welcome back to Bankadelic. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo. Very excited to have this guest on our podcast coming in from Richardson. We have a Robertson, Richardson, Texas, that is. And our guest is Todd Robertson. Todd is the Senior Vice President of Business Development at Argo, where he works with the largest financial institutions and healthcare providers to demonstrate how Argo solutions can transform customer experiences and improve operational efficiency. Todd, welcome to Bankadelic. Lou, thank you for having us. Appreciate the invite. Now, everybody has a view on COVID, but you in particular, when it comes to digital and banking, have an especially privileged view. Tell us about what you're seeing and why you think it's been so transformational or disruptive. Well, I think the transformational or disruptive piece is it's enforced us to have digital move along at a faster clip than what it would have previously. In fact, some of the bankers that we've talked to have indicated that digital has moved forward about five years because of what we've gone through with the COVID piece. But they also have found multiple gaps in their service quality and their ability to have the customer experience that they want. And so those are the areas that we've really focused in on to say, hey, what is it that the customer's looking for from a wow experience? And they're realizing now that they're not able to deliver that just because of the way that they're siloed. So those are some of the insights that we've been able to glean uh, from just talking with customers going through this mess. Yeah, I talked to a lot of institutions that had best in class plans when 2020 started. They have had to accommodate supernatural changes How do you think banks still need to transform their business models? The way that we look at it is all of the different customer segments have altered how they're interacting with the banks. Because of the convenience that digital brings, it really affects every stage of their journey from awareness to consideration to purchase to service support, retention, and then most importantly, how the bank is able to expand that relationship. You know, when you look at that blending of digital and human interaction, I don't know if we've got it right as an industry yet, because many times you see something that is truly siloed, where it's all digital, no human unless the customer initiates it. Versus it being, hey, how do we blend that together and be able to use detection and decisioning mechanisms to say, hey, because of who this consumer is and the way they've touched me on this channel, I may want to have a personal banker reach back out to them or have a follow-up and be able to do a better job at blending those experiences. And I think that's where we're going to see a lot more creativity and we're going to see a lot more innovation coming out of the mess that we're in now with this whole COVID situation. I'm wondering in this exceptional environment right now, is it really up to banks and financial institutions to take the lead 
or are there opportunities to collaborate with customers to figure out what this new normal, I like to call it the new abnormal, is going to be? Yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point. The consumer has an expectation based on their interactions with other industries, both digitally and physically. One example that really blown me away that gave me a wow experience, I had gotten an email from Under Armour to say, hey, we're having to sell on golf shoes. Would you like some more golf shoes? I wasn't a big online person, but when you get something that can save you some money, I said, hey, I'll buy some golf shoes online. Well, the golf shoes did not fit correctly. And so I'm sitting there going, wow, now how am I going to take these back? Well, one of the options that I had was they said, hey, come visit us at this location and you can return those golf shoes. So I returned them to the location. While I was there, the young lady that was helping was so helpful. I had my twin sons with me and one of them saw a sign behind the register that said veterans and military receive a 10% discount. And my kid says, Hey dad, you should receive that discount. She goes, Oh, you're military. Yes. I'm I'm a former air force. She said, well, you get a 10% discount. Well, what she did next just blew me away because she took my email, put it in a campaign system they had two weeks before Memorial day. I get another email from under armor that says, as a veteran, we'd like to give you first selection at our new Freedom Series shirts that are coming out. Well, what does any veteran do that receives that kind of invite? I go and buy six shirts because I've got six people in my family. And I come <laughs> home and my wife is blown away. She's like, what have you done? I go, well, they sent me this email. They said, here's Freedom Series. So I start pulling out shirts and handing them around. I step back and I said, wow, my gut says that young lady had no idea that I'm going to come spend $275 on t-shirts. They really mix the digital with the physical in that story. And I'm sitting there going, why aren't we doing that and thinking about that from a bank standpoint, and especially in the way that we want that interactions to take place? How come we can't predict or determine, hey, when do I want to have a in-person physical conversation versus, hey, no, this is going to be just all digital and allow us to have that flow that needs to be there so that we can develop the relationships and help the consumer with their goals that they have. So you take that same story and you say a consumer is online building out a profile about themselves and it goes into a financial planning tool and has all their goals that they've initiated in there. Well, if that consumer then comes through the drive-up line as a teller and they've hit their savings goal that they have, why don't we have it where being brings up for the teller, hey, congratulations, you met your goal. Or, hey, you're almost close to meeting your goal. Why not be able to blend those to where I can use my physical resources to go through those types of interactions? And so those are the areas that we're really honed in on to say, hey, that's the way we've got to be able to blend human and digital and be able to do it in a way that really wows the consumer that we're in it for them. Customers have always been part of the equation. Institutions have always been part of the equation. But in between, it's the employees that can serve as that connection. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, as we look at the banks and, you know, the right sizing that's taking place where they're trying to determine, okay, where is it most appropriate to have a physical location? But now I've got a resource in there that in many cases is underutilized. You've got theories out there that people are going to be less comfortable to come into a bank branch, but we're not necessarily seeing a total decrease in branch traffic and transactions. It's being reserved for those harder transactions, those harder interactions, 
service breakdowns, things that they need to be able to talk to someone that creates such a vital opportunity. Because when I've got a service issue and I'm coming into a, a physical conversation and that person wows me, I'm leaving there probably with a better recognition of what that brand means because they were able to assist me. And then they were also able to help me resolve the issue that I've had with it. And I think we've got to be able to help the different groups blend those together and be able to be a better resource for helping them blend what happens on digital into that physical channel. I'm wondering if you think there are other ways we can listen to customers and prospects in a digital era. You've given some really great examples of how this could work. What else might be out there? That's a very good question because technology, you know, listens to customers by implementing two types of listening posts. One way to get an answer is just to ask. Explicit listening engages opportunities to prompt that consumer for feedback, such as input on financial planning or answers to survey questions. You know, and with this data, we listen directly to what the consumer is saying. Another type of listening post employs analytics. You know, I want to be able to sense customers' desires and intentions. And with this method, we derive what a customer is thinking based on digital behavior, and we're able to respond with a product-appropriate response or predict an appropriate response. So when we look at explicit listening, you know, recent studies will show that over 80% of Americans experience financial stress, and over 75% want assistance with their financial management. With high consumer demand for such assistance, Financial planning and different tools, similar to what Argo provides, assist that bank to better listen and be able to respond to opportunities for that customer. Being able to give the consumer goals that they're able to input, being able to have primary, secondary goals, and then assess, are we meeting those goals? And is the consumer meeting those goals with that information? Another way to look at it is simply ask questions. The challenge is getting the right question asked at the right time by the right banker. And so being able to incorporate intelligent, interactive questionnaires permit us as a bank to listen to a consumer base and gather information used to derive automated decisioning. And so being able to churn through a lot of data and information, you know, we're being able to take what was typically a static questionnaire and ask consumers a series of questions with respect to their answers along the way. And so as I gather additional data or information and answers to questions, over a broader duration, I'm taking that, harvesting that information, and then being able to predict what that consumer may need in the next area. And so it's really trying to have both a conversational as well as a survey or answer type question. Looking ahead to the end of 2020, really just asking you to gaze in your crystal ball a bit. What might be happening on this digital front, on the customer engagement front, that might really come into play. We're talking about this massive acceleration of the technology, this massive acceleration of the growth curve. I think we're going to see a lot of dissecting of current capabilities. You're going to see a lot of dissecting of current customer experience and processes and workflows. And I think you're going to see a focus now on, hey, the way we did it yesterday where we had a siloed application based on channel. So I had my digital channels had their own application. My online or internet banking channels had their own application. 
my branch channels have their own specific applications for the bankers. I think you're going to see a rethinking. You're going to see a refocus on that to say, hey, wait a minute. I can't have these be isolated standalone channels. I've got to be able to have this where I've got movement in between those, where I can have a consumer engage in one channel. I, as a banker, can see that in a physical channel and be able to know when that consumer interacts with me, here's probably what they were interacting on that digital channel and now why they're trying to call me. Or I've got something that started in a digital channel. Maybe it was a very difficult product. Maybe it was like a home equity type product. Now they're coming in or talking to a physical channel. I want to be able to pick up exactly where that consumer started, where they got to in their journey. And now I can pick up and complete fulfillment inside that channel. I think you're going to see a heavy focus also just on customer experience as far as just when we look at the user interfaces and the designs that are out there, when we look at how the consumer interacts and the time it takes them to interact with those applications. I think you're going to see a refocus there to say, hey, wait a minute, I've got to be able to use all of my data to pre-fill and have as much incorporated into those interactions so that I'm not asking the consumer to re-key, reincorporate, bring additional data that I should already know into those particular channels. And so I think you're going to see a real focus there on just making us much, much more efficient from a customer experience standpoint. Digital channel, physical channel. Wow, we are so lucky to have channeled your expertise. Todd, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, Lou, I appreciate the invite and hopefully we gave the audience some nuggets that'll be useful to them as they think about their go-forward strategies. No doubt. Todd Robertson is the Senior Vice President of Business Development at Argo. He is based in Richardson, Texas. Be sure to look for Todd on LinkedIn. Bankadelic, sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q-U-O-N-T-I-C Bank.com. What do banking customers want? I don't know. What do Bankadelic listeners want? Think I know. They want something that sums up the substance of today's podcast. Something like three bullet points. Number one. 
Some of the bankers that we've talked to have indicated that digital has moved forward about five years because of what we've gone through with COVID. But they also have found multiple gaps in their service quality and their ability to have the customer experience that they want. Number two. When I've got a service issue and I'm coming into a a physical conversation and that person wows me, I'm leaving there probably with a better perception and a better recognition of what that brand means because they were able to assist me and resolve the issue. Number three. When we look at how the consumer interacts and the time it takes them, I think you're gonna see a refocus there to say, hey, wait a minute, I've got to be able to use all of my data to pre-fill so that I'm not asking the consumer to rekey, reincorporate, bring additional data that I should already know into those particular channels. And now, Lou's views. We've been so positive in this podcast. Mind if I get negative? One of the worst parts of my job as a managing editor in banking was to read all of these pieces about customer experience. Not only did I have to rewrite about 95% of them, but also I had to watch as the same thing was said over and over and over and over again. Mostly talk about how to engage with customers and very little in terms of either instructive action or examples of how it worked in real time. One of the most powerful things about today's podcast, and here's where we get positive again, is Todd Robertson's story about how a very alert, awake, and aware representative helped him fill a need and whether it was due to great training or just sharp observation on the employee's part, maybe both. There was a uniting of the digital experience, which involved ordering the product in the first place, and the physical experience, trading in that product and getting onto a list that allowed for an even greater premium. Banks can learn a lot from that. There are too many instances where white papers and consultants and people with very highbrow opinions tried to tell us but who's showing us? The answer is as easy as opening your eyes, going out into the field, and seeing what the truly superlative people, that's right, people, your employees or someone else's employees, are doing to make it happen. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and find me sheltering in. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of Karma Productions Worldwide, Chicago.